Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. This is just a quick sample of the research that we've done. So what this shows is that in column A are all these foundational studies. This is Saudi Arabia, critical success factors in small and medium-sized enterprises, right? If I click the link, this is a, a study. Here we go. <clears throat> we've done a meta-analysis, success, success factors and new ventures. Harvard Business Review, what sets successful CEOs apart? So we went through hundreds of these. We basically did like a systemic review, uh, like a meta-analysis of meta-analyses. This is based off of the world's 2,500 largest companies. So we went through all of these studies and we almost created kind of like a Venn diagram of what were the factors that were proven and how does this map out? And what are the, like, the matching umbrella themes? And we found that there were eight critical success factors. So that's self-efficacy, strategic planning, marketing strategy, sales strategy and skills, market intelligence, money management, business operating systems, and business intelligence. So this is the pretty, this is why it says Habit Hero. I have a course called Habit Hero that, that teaches people to make these habits. But this is like the pretty version. We've got a really messy one. I can show if you want. But it's got all the studies and all the data and our, us arguing and debating with this, that. And some of these are self-explanatory. Some of them aren't. But the core idea is, you know, why am I here today? Because, well, I've helped a couple of people do a couple of million. Um, I've worked in a handful of different industries. I've done business in Japan and Canada and Mexico and America and the Philippines and Vietnam and Australia. I've, I mean, I've been all over in Singapore, Indonesia. So I've just been around. And, and so the theme today is marketing your services, how to get hired and how to run a freelance business. So I, I feel like we should start with almost the how to get hired part, because this comes, if we talk about these eight factors and I'll talk about how to get hired as a factor of market intelligence. And why do I say that? What do I mean? Well, market intelligence is about knowing what problem needs to be solved, why it's a problem, who wants the problem solved and why, the cost of them not fixing it, both kind of short-term and long-term, the cost that they recognize and realize, as well as the cost that they don't recognize. And then it's also identifying the competitive landscape, right? I mean, if I go, if there's a food court and I show up and I'm charging $500 a plate for, for Turan and some white rice and like a chicken adobo, like that's, I'm not going to be competitive, right? Compared to other people there. So who are the top 10 solution providers? And what can I find out about them? Their sales data, their locations, who are they? Or do they have a specific target market? Are they targeting families? Are they busy people? What are their offers and price points? And are there any industry data available that I can find? I mean, now, especially with the internet and your smartphone, all this, a lot of this stuff is available to anybody that's just willing to click a few buttons on their thumb and do the research, right? And so how to get hired is by knowing what the market needs and wants, right? 
uh, being aware of emerging technology and trends. A lot of people like Facebook ads when they were all the rage, everybody wants, and then it's TikTok ads. So what's the emerging technology and trends? You can get hired. You might do the same thing someone else does, but you jumped in on something new sooner so you understand it better. So they hire you because you know how to solve the problem they have with that emerging technology. So you got to take these things and create a strategic plan with them. You got to first figure out what's the problem to solve, why it's a problem, who wants it solved and why. And when you talk about who you're looking at stereotypes, population size estimates, demographics, psychographics, right? What are these things? And then figuring out the cost because you got to convince them to buy from you. And some of that is helping them understand like, Hey, you're going to pay me, you know, give me X dollars. I'll give you Y and it's costing you Z, right? So I'll help save you Z if you give me X, right? So that's why, how do you get hired is by knowing the market, knowing what people want. Someone has a bleeding neck and I say, Hey, I can fix that for you. It's a hundred pesos. Are we going to have a debate about price? Like, no. Okay. So it just depends on understanding your market. And that's really about how to get hired is first to know who you're talking to and why the biggest mistake people make is they just promote to everybody. If you're for everybody, then you're for nobody. Nobody goes to the store to buy a shoe. They buy a running shoe, a hiking shoe, a weightlifting shoe, a ballet shoe, right? Like a soccer, soccer cleats. They buy something specific. Here's a thought experiment. You have a pounding migraine. You can't, you haven't slept in three days. It's just excruciating pain. You can't focus on anything. You go to Mercury Drug and for whatever reason, the whole store is empty. There's only two products on the shelf. One is this big bottle of green goo. It's like this. And it says, cures everything. And it's 99 pesos. And then beside it is this little tiny bottle. And it's 399 pesos. And it says, fixes migraines fast in 10 minutes or less. And it's 399 pesos. This one's 99 pesos. Look how much there is. And it cures everything, it says. This one says, fixes migraines fast in 10 minutes or less. And which one are you going to buy? If you're not broke, you're going to go with the one that specifically fixes the problem that you have, right? And gives you a greater degree of confidence. It will solve that. So businesses solve problems. That's the really big thing to understand here is that problems are markets, not demographics, not psychographics and demographics are pointing you in the direction to go, but that's not what the business is about. This is what happened to newspapers. Newspapers thought they were delivering wads of advertising to people's houses. And then blogs came out and newspapers got decimated. If they had been in tune with the market and what problem they were solving for people, both advertisers and the community, they would have been able to pivot to that technology and figured out a way to make it work. But instead they just got replaced, right? They became detached. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. If you have an ecosystem, there's a lake and a pond, like there's a sort of, well, a lake is a, a big pond. So you've got a forest with a lake in the middle and there's birds and some birds eat fish. Some birds eat insects. Some birds eat fruits and berries. Some birds eat other birds. So they're all birds, but they found a way to exist in the ecosystem. And that's what you have to do as a business. You want to try and be in a category of one if you can. If not, you just want to be in a category where everyone's making money. Like there's a point, if you said you could teach someone to, like how to trade crypto, you could, you were selling courses for nothing, right? Like, like, like nothing. 
So there's also like when the tide rises, all the boats rise. So there is that, but that's knowing where to be is if it either happens by luck or by research, right? So the first one, how do you get hired is you do those things. I'll walk through those again, because I think this is definitely a writer downer. You know, need to know the problems to be solved. You need to know why it's a problem. Who wants the problem solved and why? And who you're trying to identify those people that are affected. You want to identify them as stereotypes. Okay? It's not to discriminate. It's just the soccer mom. It's the, you know, it's the A-type, you know, corporate CEO. It's whatever that stereotype is. Because then you want to try and figure out the demographics and psychographics and the population size estimates. You can do that with a lot of tools. Keyword tools, Google keyword research. If it says there's 30,000 searches a month, like if you're looking at, we're in the Philippines right now. If I look up top 10 things to do in Manila and it tells, I don't know, I'm guessing here, but if it said 50,000 searches a month, how often are you going to search that? You're going to search it one time and then be done, right? Because now you know the top 10 things to do. It's And so it's kind of like that's 50,000, that's fresh blood every month. So it tells you kind of population size. You can do the same thing on a lot of these platforms like LinkedIn and 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 Facebook where you can target interests or certain specific demographics and it tells you the size of the audience. It's telling you estimates of how big it is. So you can try to run and then if you look up industry benchmarks like average ad performance. So these things get published. They're, some of them are free. Some of them you can pay for more detail. But there's like an average. How much is the cost per click in this industry? You know, you can find those things out. You just do some digging. And so now you've figured out you know, who is the problem? You've come up with the stereotypes, the size, you try to figure out like the demographics, the psychographics, and some of that's just doing surveys. Some of it is looking at reviews of products, your competitors' products. We'll get to that in a minute. But then it's, you got to look at, again, why is it a problem? And then the cost of not fixing it, because you have to figure out like, what are you trying to charge? This is all like an amorphous, it's not necessarily a linear process, right? It's a research, it's a brainstorming. So as you're learning about your competitors, you might learn something new about, a specific avatar or stereotype that you're, you know, you're investigating. And then once you kind of know this, the costs, short-term, long-term, the costs people are aware of and possibly costs they aren't aware of, then you get into who else fixes it and you're looking for top 10 competitors. They don't necessarily have to be big kahunas, but if there's only one person making money in the industry, that might tell you something. Do you want to get into this industry, right? If there's a lot of people and there's a lot of big companies, now maybe there's room for you to take a bite out of each of their pies, right? and then be big yourself. So who are the top 10 providers? What can you learn about their sales data? If they're publicly traded companies doing what you do, even if you're just a small freelancer, that's great because at least tells you an idea of how big the market is and how much volume they're doing in sales. Where are they located? You can go to Google Trends. This is in real time. This, to get this data, this is where people don't appreciate, people don't appreciate the power of technology. And just because you have expert tools doesn't mean you can use them expertly. So I'm, we're going to say a business coach, okay? So I'm going to search business coach, and I'm going to say, where in the Philippines in the past 12 months? Look, it's Metro Manila. I can sort down. This is free. It costs me nothing. I didn't. I could do this on the toilet. Quezon City. I want to be a business coach, and I'm going to launch a business coaching business. I better be in Quezon City, it looks like, right? Now I can take the data. I can go the last five years. I mean, this is just really simple, right? But I mean, if I want to do a tour, okay, these are the places maybe I should look at. These are the cities that I, oh, Makati, Makati's it. Makati's where I'm going. 
what if I'm not going to be in the Philippines? What if I'm open to doing business anywhere? What if I'm doing business online and I can do business anywhere? Well, business coach is biggest in St. Helena in Australia, Philippines, New Zealand. These are where I better go. Hey, what city should I go to? Deering. What is going on in Deering? Right? Now I can drill down. Female entrepreneurs. Hmm. Maybe I could specialize in helping female entrepreneurs with their mindset. Oh my goodness. E-commerce businesses. Systematic coaching. That's interesting. I never heard of that. Like this is where all this stuff is right here. And so how do you get hired? It's by, you know, you can't, there's an old saying like sell ice to Eskimos. It's, it's not, that's an old, like you can't, today's age is too transparent. You're not going to pull a fast one on someone and sell them something they don't need. And it won't, if you do, it won't last for long. Even if you don't have an ethical bone in your body, the only way to survive a business long-term is to be as good to your, your customers to your staff, be as good to everybody as you can be, especially now because we have digital tattoos, right? You do something, they post the review, it's there forever. So you don't want to let people walk all over you, but you need to, you know. So anyways, how do you get hired? Boom, that's how. Is that a pretty good coverage? Oh, I think I skipped a couple of things. So what, we talked about the technology? No, that's it, we talked about it. Oh, someone else working me. Well, first, it's the same it still applies. So a business is a never ending job hunt. So if you, I mean, right now I am looking for someone to be a teacher's assistant and help with booking interviews like this, but it just depends. I mean, if I don't have a need, then, so I would approach me. I mean, this is, if this is recording and it's going to be published and people might see it in a month, in a year, in five years, it's really hard to speak to what, you know, then it's the same, the same process applies. The biggest mistake I see people make when they apply for something like I said, they're for everyone. You get someone's resume and they're like, I'll do anything and everything as long as there's a dollar tag attached. Well, you, again, let's use this as a scenario. Your child's got a unique disease and they're dying. What doctor do you want to take them to? The general practitioner or the specialist who deals with these exact cases all day, every day? Even if someone had no experience, if they were all about that. I remember I had one girl, she was like, Daryl, I am so committed to using social media to market events. That's my thing. I don't want to grow pages. I don't want to do this and that. I, I don't want to manage groups. I want to market events with social media. And she didn't work with me for long because that was her mission, her plan. We worked together. She was really good at it. And she was looking for more opportunities to develop those skills. And she was attractive to people who wanted to do events with social media, as an example, because she was so committed to it. It was like, she was dedicated to it. Like, I just want to get good at this, right? It was the thing. Last worst thing you want to do is hire someone that's doing it for anything. And they're just going to leave you for the next, you know, better paying job. Or they're there the whole time, but they're just looking at the clock, you know, waiting for it to end. So, I mean, the best thing is to figure out how it would align and get in touch with me. It's, it's the same. It's the same here. I got another thing I can share here. This is from a different course that I've, I've, I did once upon a time. It's okay. This is a guide for a course I did called the 9 to 5 J-O-B Breakout. This was originally for English teachers that were trying to stop having to English teach. So, yeah, mastery equals freedom. But what I really want to get into here is the seven-step rollout formula. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, but first, I'm going to talk about how to make a million dollars. 
sell a $200 product to 5,000 people, sell a $1,000 product to 1,000 people, or you do descriptions, have 1,000 people pay $83 a month for a year. That'll make a million dollars. It's arithmetic. So the seven-step million-dollar rule of formula is find a hot market. We talked about the market intelligence first, the market research first, right? Find or create a product or service to sell. Doesn't even have to be yours. You can license something. You can be an affiliate and sell something of ways to go about it. Write a promotion describing it and the benefits. At a really basic, you know, online, this was for online ads. Ad, lead page, sales letter, autoresponder. If you want to get more detailed into what do you need to do in terms of a marketing plan, there's the seven Ps. Product, people, promotion, price, place, process, proof. Do I put it, I put on it. The product, what's the product? People, who's the target market? Promotion, why buy now? Why now? Why buy now? Why not buy in a year? Price, how much is it going to be? Place, where will you advertise this? Are you going to advertise on Facebook? Are you going to advertise it in this group? Are you going to put flyers in this, at this trike stop? Process, how do people respond to you? How are you going to collect them? How long is it available for? How will you handle the leads and sales? How will those be managed? Do you have an intake process? Is there a follow-up system? And then proof. Why trust you? Why trust your claims? Why believe you? Because you say so? So those are the seven Ps taught in University. It's, it's a pretty standard university kind of format. There is more that goes into successful marketing strategy. Again, we talked about the market intelligence. You have to look at those avatars and even what you want to do. You have to figure out the, the product like the product fit, the product market fit, but there's not even just product market fit, there's product market founder fit. One of my earliest businesses was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school and I did a matrix of the market and what people were searching for. I mean, this is another, I mean, I'll do, I call this the Google A to Z. Nope, don't want Google optimize. All right, Google. I call this the Google A to Z. Pick, pick an industry. Web design, A, and development, web design agency, web design app, web design articles, web design and development course, web design and development process. All right, B, web design business, background, basics, web design basics. Who would be searching for web design basics? Someone that wants to learn web design, web design best practices. Again, someone that's learning Web design, web design business plan. This is maybe someone that wants to start a business. So I call this the Google A to Z. Google gets so many searches. What they suggest are the top, the cream of the crop. They're trying, it's called predictive, predictive search. They're trying to predict what we're searching for by suggesting the most highly ranked things. Web design course, web design color palette, web design checklist. So depending what you want to do, right? But if I went to hire a web designer a higher end is it worth cost to hire okay b designer blog business nah so you just play around with the higher web designer cost what i'm doing is i'm trying to figure out what are people asking this is all market research b right maybe i get rid of the higher okay i'm going to go back to web designer d description depot hmm. duties duties and responsibilities degree 
uh, demand. Okay, E. So all I'm doing is I'm just looking entry level jobs. That's a thing. Eligibility. So I'm just going through web design engineer. F freelance freelance jobs free course for small business web designer for small business. Maybe that's an industry I want to go after. Maybe that's a target market. Now I'm not the green goo that's 99 pesos. I'm a web designer specifically for small businesses. Even better would be a web designer for veterinary small businesses or a web designer for dentist offices or a web designer for immigration lawyers, right? ABCDEFG, web designer, Google, graphic, graphic designer. Maybe there are graphic designers I can talk to and we can send each other back work back and forth, right? H, hardware, hard skills, hourly weight. So all I'm doing, again, they call this the Google A to Z. This is part of your web research. Again, what, what are people looking for? What do people want? So you figure out your promotion, the product you want to offer. You've done your research on the people. Then the matrix, trying to figure out the best fits for what you can deliver, what people are searching for, right? I don't know if I have the example. I do have the example. Oh, I have the example right here. Look at this. This is from a course. I don't even think I'm selling this course anymore. But this is one of the worksheets in it. I do offer this in the Happy Girl program, actually. I just don't use this guide. So this, I call this the market and the product. And then you've got your avatars, the stereotypes, and the hooks are the reasons why they would buy. So my cousin, my 17-year-old cousin when we were in Toronto, thought about wanting to start her own business. And we're like, well, what can you do? And she was 17. And I was like, well, what can a 17-year-old do? And she's like, I could wash cars. So we went on and we did the Google A to Z. Kijiji is Canada's version of Craigslist. Craigslist isn't that popular in Canada. Instead, they have their own. It's Kijiji. So Kijiji, Groupon, West End, and Airport, the West End of the city and the airport. Those were the big car detailing. We also learned it wasn't car washing, car detailing was the thing. And then we looked going through the A to Z, A to Z, Google A to Z, we found out that people were looking for steam car detailing. Here we had detailing, right? Mobile car detailing. People didn't want to have to come to them. So then we tried to figure out the match, check in between what could we offer to these markets for her, interior, exterior, subscription, people don't want to have to go all the time. Man, if you could offer someone a mobile steam car detailing that does interior, exterior as a subscription, you show up all the time, every month. I mean, there's, there's clearly a desire for that. You don't have to offer everything, right? But it pointed her in a direction. And then we figured out what were the avatars? Well, there's working professionals. There are two busy to clean the car. There's families. They have a dog or maybe kids with allergies. You've got the taxi, the Uber driver, right? Here it's the Grab driver. Maybe they just, again, they're in the car all day. They just want to have, want to pull in. Have you clean the car? Boom, they go, right? The police, they're in the car too. And what would be reasons? Hooks, we call it like hooks, reasons. Allergies, keep the value of their vehicle. Be more organized and professionally. Not like show up like a professional, right? Same thing with the taxi Uber driver. So what you would do here is you would then test. You would test. You, when you do marketing, you have to be a scientist. You have to learn the scientific method, which is a, a process where you have problem one, and you come up with a tentative theory. So problem one, you know, I, why, I want customers to buy my thing. Tentative theory, I think they want to buy because they're families that have allergy concerns. That's my tentative theory. Then you would eliminate errors which is you would test it. 
you would do some sort of right some sort of test a beta test a, you launch something you you do something you hope you're, you're you know if you're not a pure scientist you don't have training background you just try and do something specific that you can keep clear right and did it work did it not work now you got a new problem now what do i do with all these customers or where do i get the next ones and you rinse and repeat or it didn't work and you're still at problem one so that goes back if i scroll up that goes back to the seven step rollout i'll zoom in a bit find a hot market find or create a product or service to sell write a promotion describing it the seven p's run a test if this is online you need one thousand to five thousand visitors most people can't even spin that hamster wheel of getting trapped targeted traffic to their site to get a few hundred let alone a thousand to five thousand it's just the way it goes you gotta gotta kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince as they say analyze the results if results are good keep going if results are not are still good keep going right if not you go back to steps one and two and you just cycle you just rinse and repeat and there's a saying in advertising let the thousands tell you what the millions will do so when you put 20,000 people through a marketing promotion, averages, patterns emerge. And those patterns tend to hold. They, they tend to flatline because as the numbers get bigger, you have more variance, right? One of these campaigns that I did, we did over a million dollars with. We found that, you know, we would have patches, like depending on like some weeks. We just found that for us at the time, between 1.6 and 2.8% of leads bought. And that was that campaign. It was a high price point. And it, it just fluctuated. It was like we would have good patches and bad patches. And it could have been like there's a Super Bowl or some politician did something or it's the season or who knows what. Or just the ads targeted the wrong people. You get that, right? It's the seasonal up and down, but it's a pattern. So that's how you would market your services. So we've talked about how to get hired. First off, know who, why, what their other options are. Align yourself. You know, do some soul searching. What can you offer? What's, what are you going to not hate doing? What can you do really well? Because if you can't do it well, don't do it. Right? And we talked about the seven-step million-dollar rollout formula. Whether you're applying for a job or you're applying to get customers, it's the same thing. The difference is a, bit, a job, you have one product and one customer. Your time and one, one client. That's it. You get the oil changed in your car. They're looking for people all day, every day. And they charge for the result. They don't charge for the time it takes to change the oil. Right? Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, 20 years of experience and then recently, you know, a lot of money and two years of going through research papers. And so again, that brings us back to how do you run a freelancing business? Well, let's talk about this. Let me go back to the Habit Hero edition one you go you go through these these are the eight critical success factors right so self-advocacy what is self-advocacy so in my program habit hero and this is a bit of a shameless plug because i mean you're getting all this info for free so if you if this is good then take it and run you're good but for the habit hero program we actually have broken down all the pieces of the eight factors so here you can see once we knew self-efficacy and we've got a bunch more studies. We've got all these studies on business success. These are just the ones that have made it here. And these are all meta-analyses, ton of research. So once we knew self-efficacy, we started going, okay, well, what is self-efficacy in terms of business? And self-efficacy are personality traits, leadership skills, personal disciplines. Now, why is this important? 
Because if you have the same to-do list every day, you're not going to go anywhere. If your team, if you keep giving tasks to someone and they can't get it done, right, it's going to give you a disadvantage. So people are like, oh, I, well, I need leadership training. Okay, well, what leadership skills matter? Well, it's self-awareness, communication, cooperation skills, emotional intelligence, because maybe you deal with other cultures. Maybe you have to give critical feedback. Maybe you have to deal with clients that are upset. You have to be adaptable. Those are the leadership skills that matter. And negotiation requires communication skills, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and adaptability. If the negotiation doesn't go where you want. So these are the key pieces of this. Personal disciplines. Discipline is huge, right? Consistency, discipline, they're fantastic. But how do you develop discipline? Well, first off, if you can only run one kilometer right now, if you can only run one kilometer and you're like, <laughs> if you can only lift up 20 pounds and you're like, ah, and that's stressing you out, that is your energy gas tank you bring to the day. It is 6.30 p.m. right now. I started my day at 4 a.m. today. I'm still going, okay? That's your energy gas tank. So everybody wants to talk about time management, management productivity, but nobody talks about energy management. And then if you have only have a limited amount of energy, you can use all the apps, all the tools, all the calendars, all that stuff you want. You're not going to be as productive as if all of a sudden I snap my fingers, you can run 10 kilometers without, without being out of breath and you can deadlift your own body weight and you can do 20 pull-ups unbroken you now have a higher energy gas tank to bring to every single day. And not only that, it makes you more resilient. It makes you more emotionally resilient, more mentally resilient. So we have the physical health, the mental health disciplines, time management. You have to be committed to improve, right? And you have to have a sense of urgency. Tomorrow, later. Ah, tomorrow's where 99% of human accomplishment is. What is that quote? Tomorrow is a mystical land where 99% of achievement is stored. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. You gotta have that sense of urgency. Now, it doesn't mean you don't sleep because the pinnacles of physical health are sleep, diet, and fitness. Sleep is important. If you get bad sleep, it impairs your decision making and judgment. That is critically important as a business owner because if you make bad decisions 365 days in a row, is that gonna? give you the best possible outcome, or is that gonna, right? All the things in life come from compound interest. And if you're constantly making just a little bit of a bad decision here, a little bit of an impulsive thing there, if you don't have, that's why they have truck drivers, they have mandatory rest breaks. You can't be a truck driver, they have limits where you have, because if you don't respect those limits, you are statistically more likely to have an accident. Your judgment is impaired you are impaired. It is like being drunk and driving. So sleep is really important. And I'm all about the grind and go hard. I told you I woke up at 4am, but I'm going to bed right after this. I usually don't take calls this late. I'm asleep by 9pm. So when I say I wake up at 4am, it's not that I'm up till midnight and I sleep four hours. I get seven hours, eight hours of sleep consistently. But I just cut out all the bullshit that doesn't matter in my life. I'm not sitting on TikTok for seven hours a day. You know what I mean? Like I fight those things because it's just not relevant. So you gotta have your goals in front of you. Personality traits, locus of control means like you wanna control the things you can control. You, you know, if it's outside of my control, I don't worry about it. But you know, the other day it was raining and I wanted to work out, but you know what? I did a workout right here inside because I can control this, I can't control the weather. I control myself. I felt lazy, it was dark, okay, I didn't want to. 
I'm tired. I still got it done, right? Extroversion, I just said businesses constantly meeting new people. It's constant job hunt. You're constantly trying to keep people and you're constantly trying to talk to the people you already sold to. It's like a relationship. If you didn't keep a girlfriend long-term and you had to constantly have one night stands, how fulfilling would that be? Same thing in business. Everybody knows that businesses need regulars. So you got to be a little, you know, you can be introvert, but I mean, you got to be sociable, right? So anyways, this is what it takes for self-efficacy. So we broke down every single piece. I already talked about market intelligence, marketing strategy here. So how do you run a freelance business is you focus on these eight critical success factors. And this, it doesn't matter. The one thing that you'll notice here is there's actually a ninth factor that I haven't talked about. And that is government economic factors. There's a ninth factor that can impact business success. But you know what? You and me, we ain't doing anything to change the government. We're not doing anything to change the economy. You and me, ourselves, collectively, sure. But us, not a whole lot we can do. The only thing we can do is do our best job with the other eight factors. The government economic factors are things that we can move around. Oh, the economy is not doing well here. We're going to do business in this country. Oh, this government's not friendly. We're, people do it all the time. People migrate, you know, OFWs. Can't do what I want to do here. I'm going to go do there. I can't get paid what I want to get paid as a nurse here. I'm going to go be a nurse in that country. So that's a factor, but I mean, that's outside of your control. So you do what you can do. And that's a market intelligence decision. Where do you go? So, mic drop. Hmm. I appreciate that too. That's a really nice compliment. Extraordinary and really complete. Well, that's it because here's the thing that I noticed. You get a lot of people that are like, here's what you should do, but there's often, how do you know that it wasn't because they knew somebody? How do you know they weren't just in the right industry at the right time? You know, there's a ton of people, that, you know, all these people that have been successful, they've gone bankrupt. So again, it's how do you know it's just not just odds that they finally got the right industry, you know, like they failed a bunch of times. So how do we really know? Well, now I've done the research and I'm working on a book and I'm putting members. I've got 300 people in my program, Habit Hero, which is a business coaching and mentorship program done via daily habit tracking and weekly challenges. So the idea is if I'm tracking your habits daily, we can rotate your focus on all these things and we can encourage you to develop these skills and focus on these areas at intervals that make sense, right? Strategic planning, you don't need to do every day, but there are certain intervals that you do certain types of planning. So there's things like that. And so that's what the Happy Hero program is all about. And we've put 300 people in that program so far. Every time we put in 10, 20, 30 people, we close membership because we onboard them. We get them up and running. We make improvements and then we open it again, raise the price. And we've done this a bunch of times. And uh, now, like I said, I'm working on a book because I want to get this message and knowledge out there i think it, like you said I, I i really appreciate i'm i'm a talker so i'm sorry if i'm not pausing to give you a spot uh, i've just really been dedicated to figuring this out for over two years now and helping people and we're starting to get some success stories out of our community and we want to start putting those with the published research and putting it in a book so we can put it into people's hands so we can help because i mean the world has never been through what it's just been through from an economic standpoint, like to have the whole world shut down. And I just don't, I, I would compete. I would be willing to bet that there's not a university program out there 
or any other coach consultant out there with as robust and evidence-based program as what we've got. I really would. So the fact that you said that, like I said, that's like, you, you really are making me smile ear to ear because you never know. You're so close to it, right? It's your own baby. And so you never really know. But hearing you say that, um, lets me know that I'm doing the right thing. No, I mean, I, I mean, this is, this has really been, it. it's just, you got to do something with it. You got to make it happen. And that's why that's, Look, I'm giving away the knowledge for free because I know making it a habit and people figuring out the pieces is where they're going to need the handholding and help. And that's why we made the program that we've made because we figured out a way to put, to, we figured out a way to scale coaching. Everybody feels like they need a coach and they meet with the coach every once a week. And did you do what you did last week? Yes, no. But I'm, I'm there every day. We now have software that is engaged with you, a leaderboard. You can see how you're competing with other people. So no, I mean, I already gave away the keys to the kingdom. Nobody needs, you don't need me. I've given you the knowledge, but now you have to come to the execution. And so this is where, this is where my Happy Hero program comes in. If people get stuck with the execution, they know where to go. They can come to the source. Or, or at least now, they know exactly where they're stuck. They might be getting sales. Like I have a friend, he's doing, he's got millions of sales coming in, but he's got an operations problem because the product is so heavy, the cost to deliver it, and with the supply chain issues going on, it's causing a major, major problem for him. And he, he hasn't been paying attention to it until it became catastrophic. And this is again, he failed to pay attention to all the eight factors habitually. And so he didn't pay attention to it until it was a problem. And so that's really it, these are the eight factors. And I'll repeat them again, self-efficacy, market intelligence, strategic planning, marketing strategy, sales strategy and skills. This is like McDonald's. Their sales reps are just order takers because they sell in their marketing with impulse purchase price points, right? But if you're selling, if you're selling a condo, you need to have different strategy, different skills. That's why they're married, right? Sales strategy and skills, money management, business operations, which is like the meeting rhythms, cybersecurity, your HR, onboarding training right where are you storing everything do you, where's your documentation your operating systems then you have business intelligence and the business intelligence those are the feedback loops into your bit like how are we doing it's like when you see your social media engagement stats how many likes and shares that's a that's a feedback loop so business intelligence is collecting all of those all the data points and making it like actionable I'm trying to figure out the insights from it and making it actionable you know, in a reasonable amount of time. So that's it. We've talked about how to get hired. We talked about how to market your services. We talked about how to run a freelance business. And that's really it. I mean, that's it. It's all on everybody. Talk soon.